the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM560, the answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, the answer. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Black and Right with your host, John Anthony. And today I have a fellow Cavalier. See, that means that's CVS Cavaliers <laughs> in the house joining me today, Kay Winding. Kay, hello, hello, right. hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I, I, I think we probably did the whole show. Yeah, we did, right? Um, prior, to the, <laughs> prior to the show starting. What do you think about that? Almost, almost. So, so Kay, okay. Now, I got to talk to talk, talk to my listeners. Guys, if you if you ever go on Kay's page, you'll understand why she's here today. <laughs> she's from the she's deep in the heart of Chicago, Southside South in the house, <laughs> and she fights everybody that comes on her page. I do not. <laughs> she fights everybody, and, and I said to myself, self, and myself said, huh. Um, <laughs> I, I can remember when I was, when I still lived in Chicago, and I would be the one that's fighting all these, you know, left of center, left, progressives, progressives, whatever they want to call themselves uh, today. Um, and I was like, when I saw her, I'm like, Kate, hey, good lord, I gotta have on the page. Okay, talk to the people. Who are you? What? What, uh, what the heck? On the south side of Chicago, and you fighting progressives. My name is Kay, born and raised on the south side of Chicago, Arburn Gresham, Uh-oh. CVS Cavalier alumni, yes. Um, well, I am a realist. Okay. And my going back and forth with people on Facebook, it has nothing to do with their opinion. It's just the True. way that they disrespect others who do not agree with them. Right. And as we were talking earlier, we know Facebook is what? It's an opinionated platform. It used to be. It used to be. Right. But that's what it was created for. Before you say anything, Facebook asks everyone the same question, right? But yeah. that does not mean you're going to get the same answer. Correct. The question is what? You tell me. I don't know. What is on your mind? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Right? Good Lord. Facebook does not say, Kay, please tell us what's on John Anthony's mind. Kay, please tell us what's on Natasha Dunn's mind or Brian Mullins. That is not what it does. It says, what's on your mind? It says, what? And then it personalizes it. Yes. John. Yes. What's on your mind? Oh, my God. So, so what's on Kay's mind? Well, my mind, there's a lot on my Uh-oh. mind. <laughs> there's a lot on my mind, and we're going to get into all those topics uh-huh. for the show. Um, but for the most part, you know, I, I love politics. No, I, you love, couldn't tell if you went on your page. I, you know what? <laughs> At one point, I was posting, I was posting, I was posting, I was sharing mm-hmm. everything, especially with the Chicago mayor um, mm-hmm. um, election. A lot of people was not really grasping it, though. Right. 
So I said, okay, what am I, what am I doing? So then there was a group created. In the group, everyone, we were all like-minded. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, unfortunately, I, don't I like won't even say, I won't even say unfortunately, you have to surround yourself with like-minded people, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because they're the only ones that's going to really understand your passion yeah. in most cases. And so that's what I did. So okay. I was in a group, uh, Civic for Citizens for Civic Education group. Okay. So we tackled all of the political ups and downs, the goods, the bad. And we were able to. Well, that's a that's a long time because you live in Chicago, so that's really. Not, I know. <laughs> you guys haven't seen a change in in, in, in ideology in, in centuries now. I know they they have not seen a change. Correct. True. True. Good point. They, they have not seen a change. Good point. But yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just. I love my city. I love my community, mm-hmm. and I just want what's best for my community. And it needs to be a candidate. Who cares about the community? Okay. I don't care if you are a Democrat or a Republican. Right. Because you're an independent. But but did you hear what I said? I did. You're an independent, right? right? But in the city of Chicago, we know Chicago is what? A Democratic city. Right? It's all about the Dems. So that's it. That's what makes me different. I am an independent. And uh, yeah, I am an independent. I am not. I used to be. I used to be a diehard Democrat. Well, you know, we all learn. I mean, I was too. I, yeah. I'm from Chicago. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm 21st Ward, 53rd yes. precinct. That's where I'm from. And I even did canvassing for President Obama Uh-oh. in Coldwater, Michigan. Uh-oh. So yeah. Okay, 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 okay. So <laughs> before we started the show, uh-huh. there was a question that I posed to you. Did you vote for? Donald, Donald John Trump. Trump. Yes. And you said. I did. I was shocked. I'm not going to lie. I did. Because at the time, you know, Trump in Chicago, he mm-hmm. had a lot of issues here in Chicago. Yeah. He didn't have a lot of support here in Illinois. Right. And when you look at back, when you go back to 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. uh, you say to yourself, how many black people in, in Illinois actually voted for Trump? And when you said, yes, I did, I was shocked. Yeah. Why Trump? You, I mean, you went from Obama mm-hmm. to Trump. How'd that happen? Well, over time, so when Obama was running for office in 20, I mean, yeah, 2008, that's when I really started paying attention to politics, right? Because we had this this upbeat African-American man, you know, saying all the right things. And I'm like, oh, well, I have to, let me get into these, let me get into politics and see what's happening, right? So I got into politics. I did canvassing for President Obama. As I said, I did it here in Chicago. And I will go on weekends to Coldwater, Michigan. And if you have ever been to Coldwater, Michigan, that is not Obama land. It is not Democratic Uh-oh. land. Okay. It is a red blood area, right? Die hard. Right. And so I went and I just felt I had that passion. Right. The drive. I felt that he was worth mm-hmm. me. Obama. Obama mm-hmm. going to, you know, canvas for him. He won. Time went by. I started researching. I am very analytical. Okay. And I started looking into things, watching YouTube videos. And so there was a young man, a podcast. I've got the name of the podcast. But he was talking about politics and why do we as a black race keep voting for the Democrats Uh who have repeatedly screwed us. Yeah. And so I kind of yeah. got an attitude. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, so then I started looking into it and he was right. There was a lot of things that stood out, you know, um, and it just started to kind of rub me the wrong way. But, so, but, but I, I noticed you said you got an attitude about it. I did. I, I did. <laughs> but when you're confronted with 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 something that 
that totally alters and you feel it and you you say to yourself, wait a minute, that makes a lot of sense. It pisses you off. Because, it pisses you off. Because for so many, I mean, because when you look at how we are indoctrinated from the cradle mm-hmm. to college, I mean, we're not educated. We're indoctrinated right. to believe certain ways and to believe certain things. And then when you go out and learn something different, it pisses you off. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It does. But then as you become an adult and you are growing and you're expanding, yeah. right, you're getting wiser, your eyes begin to open up and the vision becomes wider. You True. know, if you if you step, if you if you're looking at a picture and you're up close, you can only see so much. But if right. you step back, you can see the entire picture. Right. I stepped back and I saw the entire picture. Right. Um, as a white collar worker. Mm hmm. My taxes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you have issues. Everyone has trials and tribulations. Yeah. The system is not. I saw the system as a way to hold you down and not help build you up. When okay. I say the system, I'm talking about the food stamps, Section uh-huh. 8, uh-huh. you know. It's like they want us to be dependent yes. on them. Yeah. But yet we have all this crime for, like, say, the city of Chicago. They can't. I, I don't understand. Right. That should be a priority. Right. We voted for you guys. It's no reason why I'm in my house and I hear bullets in the front of you my house. You just made a post about that, right? Yes, the, I did. You there was a shots. young man. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, there's a young man in my community. He was gunned down yesterday um, around the corner from my home. He was 18 years old. He was um, trying to get himself together. He wanted to drive trucks. He had just taken a drug test, wow. and he was killed on yesterday. Well, I think a big the, one of the and it's sad that 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 you have to come on the show and say that. Mm-hmm. But I think we misdiagnose the problem. We yeah. continue to call it gun violence, when what's happening in Chicago is not gun violence; it's gang violence. It is. Call it for what it is it in is. order to fix the problem. It is. But too many people are afraid, and then you're afraid of of of, of what it will take to actually fix. The problem. Yeah. It is not gun violence. People. I don't think they want to fix the problem because it's Ooh. actually profitable. Ooh, uh-oh. It is. It's, it's profitable. It sounds horrible, but it is profitable. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. There you have it, guys. Now, I, I'm, I'm sure now all of you are now understanding why Kay is here sitting in that seat, <laughs> guest hosting today, uh, because she brings the fire. She brings the heat. She's not afraid to say What's on her mind? She's not afraid to to call things to call a spade a spade, um, and that's one of the reasons why I had her here. I wanted to have her here on. Um, coming up in the um, next segment, though, we're going to be ha- joined by Kathy Kathy Chamberlain, who's the author of Rules for Deplorables. Uh, I really think you guys are going to enjoy enjoy the interview with her because another person who's not afraid <laughs> to speak what's on their mind and to tell you. What is what it is, you know? But hey, you're listening to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm John Anthony. Follow me at J Anthony Speaks on Twitter. Where can they follow you? K Winding, yes. All right, K Winding. Hey, interact with us. Tell us what you think of the show or if you want to, what, or what you want us to talk about. We'll be right back. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560 The Answer. You've dialed up black and white on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Joined in studio by my former 
CVS Cav. You came out in 95. CVS Cavalier, K. Wyman. right. Hi, hi, hi. Hey, hi. welcome to Black and White on M560. Thank you again. Thank you for having me. I thought that was a very good, informative conversation. And I, I really believe that you are really the, the black vote that Trump is targeting mm-hmm. um, in this election coming up. I yeah. really do. I agree. Yeah, I yeah. do. So, you know, <laughs> speaking of Trump... Uh, I I recall uh, a, a certain former vice presidential, I mean presidential candidate, mm-hmm. um, saying this about Trump supporters. Cut the uh, Hillary basket of deplorables. To just be grossly generalistic, you could put half of Trump supporters into what I call the basket of deplorables, <laughs> right? The racist, sexist, homophobic, xenophobic, Islamophobic, you name it. And unfortunately, there are people like that. And he has lifted them up. He has given voice to their websites that used to only have 11,000 people, now have 11 million. He tweets and retweets. They're offensive, hateful mean-spirited rhetoric. Well, joining us by, by phone is author Kathy Chamberlain. She's the author of The Deplorable, uh, The Rules for Deplorables. <laughs> She's a four-time startup business owner, published author of self-help featured on CNN Worldwide, owner of the nation's first, listen to this, first all-female construction company oh. and former Florida licensed state building contractor. She is sought out worldwide to come and speak about the rules for deplorable. Kathy Chamberlain, welcome to Black and Right. How are you today? Thank you so much, John. I'm great, and I thank Hillary every single day for the title of my book. <laughs> you know, normally, normally you would say, hey, what was the motivation that brought you to write this book? Well, we all know what that, what that motivation was. But, but explain to people. I think, I think uh, I've read um, Saul Alinsky's Rule for Radicals, right? Uh, I think it's it's been a part of the Democrats' platform, or anybody leftist or, or, or the regressives, progressive. It's been something that they've used for decades. But can you talk to my listening audience to talk to them about what is this? What, what were the rules for, for rules for radicals, and why, how did you come about making the rules for deplorables? Well, I actually um, was brought up as a conservative, and I rebelled. Um, My dad was a real strict uh, military officer, and I ended up in California and got uh, properly indoctrinated by the left and became a flaming liberal. (laughs) So I actually read the Rules for Radicals with a very different um, outlook back at that time, and and I just followed what the tactics were. Right. Now, um, eventually, I started coming back towards the right, and um, today I'm a proud Trump uh, supporter, um, and I just can't imagine anybody else uh, withstanding what he has in the last three years. But what happened to me, I was actually up on my ladder um, inspecting roofs after Hurricane Irma hit down here. I'm in Florida. Okay. Um, And um, I was doing what I did so many times before. My ladder slid out from under me. And I ended up falling backwards on concrete, got airlifted, broke my back, had bro- broke both wrists, 
got blood clots. I mean, it was in the hospital for three months doing nothing but thinking about how badly our president was being treated. And at that time, I started remembering those radicals. Oh, now, wow. this is 2017. It was a jolt to the mind. And, huh? I was, and I could clearly see the tactics that were being used against our president. But I, I would talk to people, and nobody else seemed to realize the tactics that were being used. So I revisited the rules for radicals by Solomonsky, and he wrote that book back in 1972, uh, 71. And he included 13 tactics. For the left to use against conservatives. Yeah. And, and he dedicated so, that book to a particular person, too, right? You, do you, you recall that particular <laughs> person? Yes. Or, now, or there's some, you know, uh, did he actually dedicate it to Lucifer? Um, he, he does acknowledge Lucifer in the acknowledgement page, but every book I've seen is dedicated to his wife. Now, yeah. I don't know whether he changed that later because of an uproar or what have you, um, but... Um, Yes, he 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 actually believed that Lucifer was the best radical yeah. rebel that ever that was ever around, and he's the perfect example for people to follow. Wow. So he gives him accolades, no question. Hi, Kathy. This is guest host Kay. How are you? Hi, Kay. Good. How are you? What I'm was the name? Kay. Kay. Yes. Yes. Good to meet you. Great. I have a question for you. Please. What is your thought on Nancy Pelosi? <laughs> is it is she that like is it a fatal attraction thing? Like what is wrong with her? <laughs> what is her issue with Trump? What do you think her issue is? Is it beyond just the Democratic Party or do you think it's maybe something deeper? What do you think? No, I think uh, that the Democratic Socialists are a real threat. Uh, to the Democratic Party, and uh, this is what we're seeing right now: is uh, Nancy Pelosi is bending to the pressure that she's uh, feeling. There's a lot more socialists in the Democratic Party mm-hmm. than we all know, uh, realize on a day-to-day basis. Um, a lot of them have come out now, which is the really scary thing. They're no longer hiding the right. fact that they're socialists. It's true. Bernie? And. Uh, so I think Nancy Pelosi is just trying to save Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> yeah, I, and I think when you look at Saul Alinsky's 13th rule, pick the target, freeze it, personalize, personalize it, and polarize it. How did you, what was your retort to that, the 13th rule from Saul Alinsky? And how is it being yeah, functioned today? That's actually one of the ones that I use quite a bit on my tour, my book tour. I'm down here on the Florida Deplorable Book Tour, I call it. I've been following. Um, and in my speeches, I really hit heavy on that 13th tactic because pick a target. Now, obvi- Trump is the obvious target right, right now that right. we're seeing you know, from the left. But, but we've seen General Flynn. <clears throat> we've seen uh, currently Rudy Giuliani. Right now, today, uh, Barr, uh, Bill Barr. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll pick a target, and freezing it means that they just keep it in front of the spotlight. Yes. Um, and, and just hold it there for everybody constantly to come at. Then the personalize it, of course, is when they start, the, the, when they start calling the names. And his fifth... Uh, one of his most used tactics is uh, tactic number five. Ridicule is man's most potent weapon. Yes. And that's that's where that comes in with the uh, the uh, audio that you use from <clears throat> Hillary. So so they just will throw any name at somebody and just try to personalize it in the worst way possible. We saw this same tactic being used against then Judge Kavanaugh. Right. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and yeah. so. 
and then by uh, polarizing it, they're trying to separate Trump or whoever the target is from their support group. Yes. And if they can succeed at that, and that's why it drives me crazy when any of the Republican um, politicians or congressmen go against him like on, Pierre on principle. Like Pierre Delecto, uh, Mr. Mitt Romney himself? Mitt Romney. Yes, exactly. Yeah, he is the worst offender. Um, but there are many others. I've sent my book to so many of them. I just get so irritated when I see that happen because what they're not understanding is that the left views this, the Democrats view this as war. This is so and true. And they want socialism for our country. Yes. And this should be war to us, too. So principles, while it's really nice to have principles, we're fighting a war right now for the very survival. Come on. I've been saying that for the last six months on this show, that, that we are truly in a, in a fight for the soul of America. And, we truly and, and, are. And people need to wise up and wake up and realize what's really happening to our country. And we're going to need people in the trenches for Trump in this coming election because he's not going to be able to do it. I, I almost see, I almost see how when um, uh, Miriam and Aaron held up the arms of Moses, I think that's what's going to have to happen because I think the onslaught is going to be in, worse than anything we've ever seen in our life. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm so concerned. And this is why I wrote the book and this is why I'm touring. Uh, and, and in my speeches, I, I have to tell you, I always ask this question. How many of you here wish Trump would tweet less? Yeah. Oh. And and twenty five percent of the people raise their hand. I say, you know, this is taking his power and handing it right yes. to the left. Yes. Because this is the only way we're knowing the truth. Um, and those same people I have found, John, are the exact same people that think he's not presidential enough. Right. And they also, if I ask the question, do you think we're too big of a country to go socialist? Yeah. They really think hey, we're too hey, big hey, to hey, fail. Kathy, I can still hold you over for the next segment. I know we talked about it. You still okay with that? Sure. Okay. Uh, guys, listen to Kathy Chamberlain on, on Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. We'll be right back. Now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. <laughs> hey, you do it. You sound up Black and Right with John Anthony and my guest co-host today, Kay Winding. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, you're listening live on AM560, The Answer. Hey, um, which we, before we went to break, we were talking to Kathy Chamberlain. She wrote the book, uh, The Rules for Deplorable. Mm -hmm. um, you asked some good questions. I mean... The content in which what, what, what she's providing, Kathy. Welcome back to Black and Right again. Um, yes, thank you. Here, here's um, a question, though: Were you involved in politics this much before Trump? And if not, what was it about Trump that got you excited and wanted to take, to partake in politics like you are today? Well, I was pretty involved when I was a liberal back in L.A., and then um, and then I um, I. I became a huge supporter of Ross Perot, <laughs> and, oh, wow. and that's kind of that, yeah, that kind of got me uh, switching to independent, and I remained independent for many years. And then uh, here in Florida, I've been here for 25 years now. Um, but when when I saw Trump come down that escalator, there was no doubt in my mind wow. from the get go. Um, and at that uh, at that point, I switched to become a Republican because here wow. in Florida, you can't vote in the right. primary. Right. So I wanted to make sure he got on that ballot, and uh, <laughs> so I 
So, you know, I wasn't a Republican who voted for Trump. I I became a Republican just so I could. Wow. And you know what? It's amazing that everybody that talks about um, they're now supporting Trump all talk about him coming down that escalator. It was something about Mm -hmm. him coming down that escalator that they saw that was presidential and they knew. They had to get behind them. I'm, I'm, and I'm glad, I'm glad you did. <laughs> so Absolutely. Yes. Now I'm, in, you know, as big a fan as you are, too, yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I believe. Um, and he, he, anybody else who was running against him, uh, I don't care whether it was Ted Cruz, Marco yeah. Rubio, Jeb Bush, not one of those men could have withstood the pressure that Trump yeah. has been subjected to. And if people think Trump is being subjected to that just because he's Trump, they are sadly mistaken. Yes. Any of anyone who had been put in that position would have received the same treatment. I agree. Now, here's a question for you. Now, this is something that I've, I've watched. I also think Trump has employed the rules for radicals against the Dems and against the media. And I think that's one of the reasons why they dislike him, because he's using their own message against them. Your thoughts? Bingo. I totally agree. In fact, my eighth chapter and each one of my chapters starts off with a different Alinsky tactic. And I explain it by using current events. So chapter eight is called trick or tweet. (laughs) (laughs) And it is all about his tweeting and it gets into psychological warfare, basically. Um, and, And he is so good at what he's doing. And that's why when a conservative goes up against him, they're showing their ignorance to somebody who understands Alinsky tactics. Amen. Uh, yes, right? Amen. So, uh, Kathy, um, where can people find the book? Um, do you have any events coming on? Is there, is there a place where people can go and find out all things about Kathy and all things about the rules for deplorables? Yes, they can go to my website, which is rulesfordeplorablesbook.com. Uh-huh. And my schedule's always up there, where, you know, where I'm going to be at, uh, uh, during this tour. Um, and if anybody is interested in having me speak, uh, please help me continue spreading the message, um, because there is a definite audience for that, and people are just soaking up what I, what I have to say. And I'm just so thankful God put me into this position. I, I so agree, and we're going to do everything we can to get you here in Chicago. Uh, Kathy Chamberlain, Rules for Deplorables. Friend of the Black and Right Show, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, John, for giving me a voice. No problem. You're the best. Take care. All right. All, All right. right. God bless. She's amazing. Come on. Yeah, she, passion. she is. Yes. She definitely has Trump passion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, we, got, we got two minutes. Um, mm-hmm. we, we, we can play one clip of the Bloomberg because uh, I, I really want to get into this uh, for the next two segments. Um, talk all things Bloomberg. Uh, play the first cut on Mike Bloomberg, Stop and Frisk. He is facing new criticism after a recording from 2015 surfaced of the former mayor defending his controversial stop and frisk policy. It gave police authority to detain people suspected of committing a crime and searching them for weapons. The targets, overwhelmingly black and Latino. 95% of your murders and murderers and murder victims fit one of you can just take the description, Xerox it, and pass it out to all the cops. They are male minorities, 15 to 25. We talk more about that after the break. But before we go to the break, I want to take the call. I want to take Jan out of Woodstock. Jan, welcome to Black and Right. Hi, listen, I was going to comment to Kathy when she was on, but when Trump is tweeting, he's, he's rallying up his face, and he's also getting off the real news about 
that day's event. Because yes. you, if you're only a person that doesn't have time, work a job, maybe only can listen to the regular news, you're not going to really know what the story is because That's true. they're always bashing him. And That's you true. say, man, this guy, yeah. this guy is a mess, you know? Yeah. But the thing is, he gets his word out, and he's taking a lot of bashing, and he's fighting a one-man battle a lot of times. I think you should just get, that is his personality, and he is actually pretty hilarious with a lot of things that he says, and he might say the things that you wish he could say, so yeah. I'm giving him a 100%, because uh, he's like, he is just, you know, he's fighting a big battle for us. That's it, that's it, Jan. All of us, you know? Well, Jan. And people realize they can railroading him, too, you know? Amen. So, Jan, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for your comments. Thanks for listening to Black and Right. Hey, we'll be right back. Talk all things Mike Bloomberg. Mikey. Black and right, AM 560 The Answer. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560 The Answer. Get up, get on up. Get up, get on up. Get on up. Cut a rug, Doug. Come on, Doug. Hey, you're tuned in to Black and Right with your guys, with your host, John Anthony, and my guest co-host, Kay Hey, Wiley, hey, hey, hey. Uh, on AM560, The Answer. Doug, Doug I, you got a lot of rhythm in there, brother. <laughs> That's a lot of rhythm in there, in that, in that, uh, on the boards over there. Um, but before we went to break, I played the clip about Mike, Mike, Mike Bloomberg. I don't disagree with him. I'm sorry. Um, I, I, I'm a former cop. I think, mm-hmm. I, think, I think what has happened with stop and frisk is a lot of people don't understand stop and frisk. It's not stop and frisk. So if I so if I see you mm-hmm. and I just want to mess with you mm-hmm. and stop you and try to search you, I can't do that. But if I see you in the midst of you, you were either committing a crime, about to commit a crime, you have a bulge, you have something, you're walking around, you're, you're you know, as soon as you see me, you, you dip your head, put your hood on, and I call, walk over to you and say, "Hey, come here, let me talk to you." You can tell me to pound stand. Am I am I being entertained? No. All right. See, see you later. But if I see like a bulge, a gun or anything like that, I can stop you and I can frisk you. But and people don't understand that aspect yeah. about stop and frisk. But I think the thing, though, as you said, when you described it, unfortunately, John, there are some officers who yeah. abuse their power. I agree. There are some. I have been a victim yeah. of stop and frisk. Uh-oh. I have. And the officer, he just walked up to me and he's like, Give me the keys to this car. And it wasn't even my car. At the time I had a Pontiac, but he's like, this is your car. And I'm like, sir, this is not my car, right. you know. And he was just so outright nasty. He searched the car and everything. And the Did you young tell him man, no? You couldn't search? It wasn't my car. Oh, it wasn't your car. Okay. He yeah. went in, reached his, unlocked it. He's looking around. And I'm like, it's not my car, so I don't care. And he's like, well, if I find something, it's yeah. not mine. But the young man who card was, he comes out like, what are you doing? And he's just, he closed the door and walked away with no explanation. So there are That's some... That's not stopping officers. frisk. No, it's not. But, you At know, all. in that case, yeah. with that, but there are some officers who abuse their power. Right. There are, you of know. Of course. Listen... I and that's the problem. Cop. I became a cop because I got I got the crap beat out of me. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally. Right. I got beat by, by Chicago police officers up by the Belmont District. Mm-hmm. They beat the heck out of me. Right. And so I know, trust me, I, 
one of the reasons why I supported police reform was because I know it happens. Yeah, it happens. But at the same time, it doesn't happen at the at the at the rate or at the clip that a lot of people that are out there pushing it mm-hmm. that it happens. Because stop and frisk will save lives. It has saved lives. And I agree with that. That's you why know? it's like a double edged sword. Correct. But that's why yeah. the body cameras and everything does it see all, know all, no. But does mm-hmm. it help? Yes. Okay. You yeah. know. But um, so Bloomberg continue with his uh, cut the next Bloomberg clip. Bloomberg then bluntly described his policy. For all the cops and minority neighborhoods, yes, that's true. Why we do it? Because that's where all the crime is. And the way you get the guns out of the kids' hands is to throw them against the wall and, and frisk them. Now, throw them up against yeah, the wall. Yeah, he, he, he was. Li- <laughs> wait, wait. What, what, what did Barack Obama say? He it was inartful. <laughs> but, but, but wait, is he lying though about where majority of crime happens in major cities? No. So, so I do I do disagree with him saying throwing people up against the wall. That's not that's not stop and frisk. Yeah, you don't throw people up against walls. You don't throw people on cars. Force. Yes, <laughs> that's not something you do. Right. But you know what? We're gonna let Verlon from the South Side, Verlon. Come on, Galloway. Verlon. Verlon, welcome to Black and Right. <laughs> yes. Uh, hey, how's it going, John? What do you want? How's it going, John? You And how you doing to your guests? I want to call in and talk about Bloomberg. All right. I want to talk about Bloomberg. I think this is is going to be great for Trump because (laughs) Bloomberg has lost the base. The stop and frisk, what you're talking about, black people will not stand for that. I remember in the the 90s and early 2000s, it was not applied right in Chicago. They used to sweep people. Mm -hmm. That was uh, against our constitutional rights. And they used to just get out the car and grab you, put yep, you on the yep, car, I and search you. Yep. The so jump out boys. The jump out boys. The jump out boys. I mean, I've had it. Doesn't happen to me. Yep. The jump out boys in Chicago. So look, I'm, I'm you, Verlon, you're you're one thousand percent correct. Bloomberg, it's toast. And then wait, wait. Didn't you did you see that he wants Hillary Clinton um, to be his running? Mate? I heard it. <laughs> wait, I heard it. Verlon. It'll be great. Love it. Love it. Wait, I love Ver- it. And, and Verlon, you, Verlon, but you, you, uh, yes. you said something that I, I didn't even know. You said that he has lost the black vote, the base. I never knew he had it. When did he well, ever no, have no. it? Well, I know you all don't like really like CNN, but I said, <laughs> I'm a new justice. I, I said to, to everything. They said that he's taking some of Biden's vote. They said if, it's going to have to come down between him and Biden, and Biden's falling fast. So they might jump on Bloomberg's bandwagon, but they're trying to give Biden, you know, his last shot. But I'm going to tell you, well, Bloomberg has lost the base on the Democrat Party on another front. Go ahead. He, it's recording. It's recordings being quoted about him being against transgender rights because he had passed a policy in New York that Uh-oh. you had to be of your born gender to use the bathroom. And he doesn't want men in dresses, you know, using bathrooms with your kids. So it, he's lost the base. The base is going to come at him hard. You got five seconds, so Verlon. <laughs> All right. That's it. Verlon, I, I don't want men going in the bathroom with my baby neither now. That's me neither. I got daughters. I don't want them coming in the bathroom with my daughter. So guess what? Broken convention coming. <laughs> Look, Verlon can talk. Let me tell you. Verlon can talk. That brother can talk, but I, I love him. He, he he's, he's 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 sensible. He 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 loves the show, and you know we got basically a half of a second left, segment left, and we'll be done with hour one. Mm-hmm. Hope you guys are enjoying the show. Hope you're enjoying my guest co-host Kay Whiny. 
You can follow her at where? A Facebook. I'm on Facebook, K Winding. I am also on Instagram, Yanni underscore Love One. You're listening to Black and Right. You can find me at J Anthony Speaks on Facebook and Twitter. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Hey, you're tuned. You're listening to Black and Right with John Anthony. I'm your host. I'm uh, with my guest co-host today, Kay Winding. What's going on, everyone? Uh, the first hour went by that fast. It I told did. You. It flew past. Yeah. Uh, Verlon, see, Verlon. Yeah, you know, Verlon is. <laughs> I'm sure he got mad because I just hung up on him. <laughs> Don't be mad, Verlon. Oh, Verlon. But 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 really quickly, did you did you see anywhere in the news where um I don't know that Obama endorsed Mike Bloomberg? That was what I wanted to bring up with Verlon because Verlon said that he saw on CNN that Mike have taken uh, voters from Joe Biden. And I raised that question on Facebook. I said, would black voters be confused because they see the ads and they assume that Obama has endorsed Bloomberg and not Biden? Yeah. I mean, did you hear the Obama Bloomberg clip? I mean, ad? Yeah, I I heard it. You heard it? Yes, I did. Uh, You know, let's let's see. Let's play it. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Public service announcement. Excuse me. That's That's too many white people. (laughs) Play play the Bloomberg Obama ad. He's been a leader throughout the country for the past 12 years. Mr. Michael Bloomberg is here. Leadership in action. Mayor Bloomberg and President Obama worked together in the fight for gun safety laws to improve education and to develop innovative ways to help teens gain the skills needed to find good jobs. At a time when Washington is divided in old ideological battles, he shows us what can be achieved when we bring people together to seek pragmatic solutions. I'm Mike Bloomberg, and I approve this message. Have you heard anywhere in the news where Obama's like, hey, I'm not endorsing him? I have not heard that, but I also have not heard Obama say, I did not say you can use me in exactly. your ad. But here's the deal. Mm-hmm. I think people are sleeping on Mike Bloomberg for this reason. Mm-hmm. He, has been re- he has been building an army with moms over, moms, men, guns, yeah. sense, or whatever right, it is. Right, right. He's been developing an army in all 50 states. Mm-hmm. Do not, do not sleep on him, sleep on him or mm-hmm. overestimate him. Um, and you know, he has the money. So, <laughs> um, in the um, at the University of Virginia, right, there was a young lady in there who happened to be black. Mm-hmm. She, um, well, you know what, Doug? How about we just let the people listen to Did what she acted? She, 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 oh. she acted. Um, cut the too many white people. Public service announcement. Excuse me. If y'all didn't know, this is the MSC, and frankly, there's just too many white people in here, and this is a space for people of color. So just be really cognizant of the space that you're taking up, because it does make some of us POCs uncomfortable when we see too many white people in here. It's only been open for four days, and frankly, there's the whole university for a lot of y'all to be at, and there's very few spaces for us. So keep that in mind. Thank you. Okay. Mm. Did she say... You know what? I'm I'm with my boy Maze Jackson. I'm with my boy Brian Mullers. I am not a person of color. I'm black and proud, not Mm -hmm. ashamed of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. What are your thoughts about that? Okay. Um, Too many white people in here. She said there were too many white people in here. But then she did say this. She said, you all have all these other spaces on campus. It's a diversity center. It is the diversity center, though. 
Well, she doesn't feel that way. <laughs> so only so, so the diversity center is only to be used by people of color, right? People of color. Wait, maybe during that segment, maybe that time spot, because she said it is our time. It is the diversity center. <laughs> it is the place where people of all persuasions are supposedly allowed to gather. Uh, apparently, she saw one too many. What a white. No, I better stop that. I better stop. She yeah. saw too many white people. She said there were too many. What I want was it like one too many, two too many, or just all too many? It's just how about just too many snowflakes in this world? And this is we, we're, this is what we're building in our society. You know, hey, that's all for hour one. Stay right there though. Go like our Facebook page, Black and White Radio. Um, let us know what you think. Call in with questions, comments. If you don't like us, you know, if you don't want Kay ever here back again, let's let me know. Dang. <laughs> You're listening to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. We'll be right back. AM560 The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. In studio with me is my guest co-host, Kay Winding. That's right. I'm hey, still here. Yes, you are. I'm shocked. <laughs> I thought you were run, run by now. Hey, no. <laughs> while you're listening, head over to Facebook. Give a, give the Black and Right page a like and watch us live. Uh, you can follow me at J. Anthony Speaks on Twitter and Facebook. What can they follow you? I am on Facebook, Kay Winding, as well as Twitter. Um, I forgot my handle, you guys. Oh, Pray look, for at me. You. <laughs> look at you. Look at you. At Kayani Thick, at Kayani Thick, K Y A N I T H I C K. I mean, I mean, you. She literally had an hour. I mean, actually, um, wait, you actually had a whole week. Listen, <laughs> I have a lot of pages, you know. So, you know. Uh, first, the first hour was gone. Mm-hmm. What did you think of the first hour? It was awesome. It moved rather fast. It, does. it was It was great. Um, but be- before we move on to our next subject, we got a guy who's been holding on the line for quite a bit, a long time. He is dedicated. I think I know who this is. But, Mark, I know you're from Chicago. What's going on, bud? Yeah. Welcome to Black Right. Well, I'd like to first say that I'm a, a strong supporter of the greatest president we've ever had, uh, Donald J. Trump. Amen. Because <laughs> he's just like me. He's anti-union. He's anti-illegal uh, immigration, illegal immigrant, and with these sanctuary cities. But, but I want to respond to something that you just said, and I think you have to be you know, I have to open your mind a little bit more when you deal with crime in our community. Go right ahead. You talked about being a police officer. Now, you know, we can look at this from both sides because we look at the market 10, we look at the, uh, the, the case with Pac-Man and these guys like them. Nobody sells more doping guns than Chicago police. Let's not forget that. So <laughs> Chicago police has played a key and vital role in a lot of this crime that, is ha- that has happened. Okay. Uh, the corruption in the police department as well as corruption in Chicago. Uh-huh. Now, if we are to get to our solution, especially as black people, we need to all sit down and say, look, let's economically control our community. Okay. Let's economically control our, our, our community. Let's uh, um, take the resources that are coming to these cities and make sure that these children are able to 
get jobs and opportunities. The men and women as well. Uh-huh. A, lot of, a lot of our problems stem from lack of uh, uh, inclusion. And I in agree. a city so corrupt like Chicago, mm-hmm. quite naturally you're going to have high levels of crime. Okay. You know, if you're starving the people out, you're forcing them into savage, savage behavior. That's you know, every Every political commercial is always get tough on crime. No, get tough on corruption. That's just what you need to do, get tough on corruption in the city. In so, the state. Well, I'm just going to speak of Chicago because a lot of these other places would then fall right in line if you get tough on corruption here in the city. The because I believe, here. right, because I mm-hmm. believe Chicago, and you tell me if you agree, Mark, I believe Chicago is always used as that starter. You know, like with Chicago mm-hmm. Public Schools was shut down, now you have other cities that are modeling that. They're doing it. So I think Chicago yes. is that city where you start things and see how it works, and then other states will follow. So yeah. I agree. I think corruption is a huge part of the problem. Well, I do and, agree. And, Mark, to go back to something you said earlier, though, I, I, I'm, I, I'm really appreciative that you, you said something. You said that Trump's against unions and illegal immigration. I'm glad, I'm glad you mm, used yeah. that, that, that preface, illegal. He's not against immigration. He's against the illegal, illegal. immigration. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think yeah. we used to believe that as a country. We don't believe that anymore. Well, well, not in the strong uh, strongholds for dem- Democrats, these, these so-called union towns. Right. That's where we don't believe it. Right. But if you look in those right-to-work states, Texas, and, uh, down in the south, and Atlanta, Mississippi, <clears throat> you know, it's different. Mm-hmm. And so, but, but um, you, know, you know, we have to be careful as black people that we don't get too far left or too far right. You're right. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, no one's our friend in this thing, uh, but us. Well, I think we, I think we've been holding so far left for so long that anything that looks, uh, that that appears, that gives the appearance that is is right. Uh, I think we got to get over that too. Exactly. I think that's that's something that we have to fight um, against too, as well. Mm-hmm. Because you look at, I mean, I've I've been in this thing for twenty something years as a, as a black Republican. <laughs> And trust me, mm-hmm. it's a lonely road. But, Mark, I got to let you go. Thanks so much for calling in. Please continue to, Thanks, to, to tune in to the show. Uh, yeah, comments okay, okay. and everything. Thanks so much for joining us, Mark. Wow. Um, let's take Candace. She says she agrees with Mark. Candace from Wisconsin, welcome to Black and Right. That was an excellent call from Mark, and I agree with him somewhat on what he said about um, corruption in the cities, you know, especially Democrat cities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you think about it, when Obama was president, um, what happened to the black community started to happen to the middle class because they had no hope, no jobs. They lost their homes. They lost their marriage. No, uh, couldn't, you know, feed their kids consistently, all that. And they started turning towards, um, as he quoted, savagery, um, going to sell drugs, you know, selling drugs in their own community, uh-huh. um, opiates, dying from opiates left and right, you know, babies being born addicted to, you know, and, and this is what happens when Democrats think that they can, um, you know, centrally plan the economy and take away huge job sectors, hmm. which means thousands of jobs lost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Candace, thanks so much for calling us. Um, please great continue listening. Great Thank point. You. Thanks. Um, Thank you. Great point. Yeah. Great you know, point. Um, I agree. But, but, you know, we got one more call, but let's, before we go there, um, because you really, you, you brought this topic up. You really wanted to talk about this topic. Uh, about Nancy Pelosi and Trump. Nancy Pelosi. So real quick, you guys, we know that the impeachment failed, right? The needle did not move. Well, right after that, 
Miss Nancy Pelosi, she took it upon herself to meet with one of Obama's economic advisors to explain to the Democrats why the economy isn't actually as strong as Trump claims it to be. Mm-hmm. So this is a new strategy. Do you think that this new strategy that Nancy Pelosi and the Dems are trying to put in motion will move the needle Will that affect Trump in those key states like Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin? I, I think when you look at Russia, 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 Russia. <laughs> I think when you look at Mueller, Mueller, Mueller. Mueller uh-huh. I think when you look at impeachment, impeachment, impeachment. He's the enemy. Mm-hmm. I think people are, are have Nancy Pelosi, um, Pat, um, what's his name, Schiff, Adam Schiff, um, Natler, fatigue. They're fatigued, yeah. I think there's fatigue when it comes to, because because they're seeing that everything that they've thrown against this president, mm-hmm. and nothing's come out of it. No, no, no. I mean, you know, they, you know they'll say, well, you know, uh, um, what's his name? Roger Stone and all these people mm-hmm. were indicted. They were, they're sent to jail on process crimes. Mm-hmm. Nothing, in, nothing related to Trump and, the, and, and his, his campaign running for presidency. They were all, they were all process crimes. I don't see it. But if she goes to the voters, now we have to also be cautious. There are voters in Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin Uh who feel that the economic policy plan that Trump has put into place has not been a good fortune for them. Okay, that's true. So can they, rightfully so, wake that base up in those? Those are states that Trump needs for the reelection. We we were talking about this before the show started. Yeah, we did, but they didn't know. And here's the deal. Uh Uh-huh. If they hadn't paid so much attention to this impeachment and Mueller farce and actually developed a plan to a plan of attack towards Trump, mm-hmm. I think it probably would have would have probably had it would have bear some fruit. OK, I think now I think people are wise enough to realize what's really happening. I don't I, I just simply don't. So think, they might see her just as I, desperate, I, just this, this desperation that, yeah. you know, because I mean, people go go back to when she was um, tearing up. Did you notice that was ridiculous? But did you notice that she tore it up before even the speech yeah. was even? Uh, it was all theatrical. Yeah, 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 it was all theatrical. Mm-hmm. She knew it. She knew what she yeah. was going to do. Um, but you know, <sighs> and I hate that because a lot of men voters feel that women are emotional, right? Yeah. And now we have this powerful woman in her position doing emotional, reckless things. That was so uncalled for. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, that was ridiculous. And and, and look. Again, anytime anybody make it that high up in, in office, I always applaud it because, yeah. I mean, a lot of people say, well, why, you know, uh, with Obama, I applaud it. Yeah. yeah. You know why? Because he did. That was a great thing for Obama to become president of the United yes, States of the Manchurian candidate. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. The Manchurian candidate. The Manchurian candidate. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what? But we kind of we, this next segment, we're going to kind of shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking to an, an individual who, uh, if you if you listened to the show last week, I, I interviewed uh, Mike Lindell about his his, his personal story about how he uh, was able to be redeemed and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be talking with um, Tim Ryan, a man in recovery. Uh, we're going to be talking to him about those open safe sites for heroin coming up in the next segment. Uh, Tim has a great story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim and I have uh, have uh, talked a lot about heroin legislation and all that type of stuff. <laughs> So, uh, I think it's going to be for a very, very, very um, interesting conversation with heroin and, and, and just how, how it's pervading not just Illinois, but the entire United States of America. Yeah. So, hey, you listening to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer? We talked to Tim Ryan, 
Amanda Recovery. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. Hey, you've dialed up Black and Right on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, with my guest co-host. Kay is in the building. Kay Winding (laughs) on AM560, The Answer. Hey, uh, before we go to our next guest, um, there's a call on the line, Philip from Blue Island. First of all, I want to apologize to Philip. Philip, Philip called in the show last last week, and I hung up on him. So, Philip, Philip from Blue Island, welcome to Black and Right. Hey again, and uh, I'll say, uh, oh, thank you for your your your. It, it was not not necessary. Um, um. Anyway, happy Black History Month to both of you <laughs> and to all the listeners out there. Yeah. Um, my question to you is. And, and, and again, I'm not trying to be critical, and I'm trying to find out. I'm still learning, so forth and so on. Can you name, other than Trump's uh, uh, cabinet, even the Senate and even the House, how many blacks are in the House, how many blacks are in the Senate, and how many blacks are in Trump's cabinet? Wait, wait, wait. Black what? I mean, uh, um, help me understand. What do you mean? You mean black people. I'm sorry? How many black people are black in the people, House? How many black people are in the Senate? I don't know the number, but you got a. There's a black caucus. Look it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a black caucus that's ha- that's in the Senate uh, now. If you're, no, I'm, if you're I'm, I'm, I'm Republicans, sorry. Republican. Okay, yes, sir. Okay, well, the the only the only black Republican. Well, actually, uh, Will Hurd is gone. Oh, he's leaving. Will Hurd is a, a, a congressman from Texas. Uh, Mia Love is uh, from Utah. Tim Scott is from. She's not a congresswoman, is she? Mia Love, congressman. Yeah, from Utah. Uh, Tim Scott is from South Carolina. He's one of the greatest U.S. senators we've ever had. Uh, look him up. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Can I back this up? Okay, okay. I, again, I'm writing this down. Mia Long is a congressman from Mia Love from 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 Mia Utah. Love. I thought she got. I thought she lost her seat. But no, anyway, no, go she ahead. Won it. She many- actually, she, so Mia Love. Um, uh, actually, Trump actually also appointed the first female. Uh, I forget her name, but uh, I will definitely have it for you. Uh, I'll post it onto the Black and Right Facebook page. Uh, a list okay. of all the black people that are in the Trump administration. I'll do that for you, Philip. Okay. okay. As far as but then when I look at the left side, I, I at least see some variety, if you will. So other than Trump, and, and this week, you know, he gave Rush Limbaugh this medal, and he <laughs> did never apologize for the exonerated five. So I, I don't see what you see that is so ap- appealing and. And pleasing to you, I just don't get it. Well, Unless it's financial, then no, it's then, not. I you wish. Know, I'm not going to say it. Hey, f- huh? hey, Philip from Blue Island, thanks for calling. But I wish it was financial. Hey, keep listening to the show, and you'll find out. Thanks so much for calling, Philip. Um, wow. But there's also a list on Wikipedia. Uh, it's a list of African American Republicans, past and present, and um, yeah, yeah, it is. There's a so, whole so, list. So okay. So, as you know, um, America, Illinois, is facing huge problems when it comes to the uh, heroin that's, that's just overtaking it. Now, yes. we in the black community, we've known this happen. We've known this has been happening for years yes. in our black communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know many of my, my uncles who I always call it the kickstand. Right. You know, you know, I mean, I never understood how they could lean that far over and yeah, not fall and not dead fall. on their face. Yeah. But there's a gentleman on the line, um, Tim Ryan, a man in recovery. Um, I, I've, I've, I've all, he and I have, we, we not have all, may not have always seen eye to eye on a lot of the things that's happening in, in the heroin community. Because one of the things he told me when, in, in Illinois, when we passed the, um, first in the nation comp, heroin comprehensive reform, he said, Hey, 
there was a better way to do it. And I agree with him. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with him at that time because there was a better way to do it. Tim Ryan, welcome to Black and Right, buddy. How are we doing today? Hi, I am, Tim. Uh, Hi. So, so I knew it was going to be a kind of tough day today because I was bringing the south side of Chicago into the <laughs> studio today. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew, I, knew, I, knew, I knew a lot of the people that would be listening today would, would probably challenge us, Kay. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, I, what, what, the reason why, one of the reasons why I brought you on was, you know, to, to, to have people listening who think differently. Right. Um, but Tim Ryan, you are somebody that thinks differently. Why don't you talk to the people about who Tim Ryan is and uh, a little bit about your organization before we go into all of the um, safe sites um, conversation? Sure. You know, I, I grew up in uh, the northern suburbs, Crystal Lake, and then once I got married, I lived in Naperville for 20 years. And I was the successful business entrepreneur, but I had a, a little secret. You know, I had a 12 year heroin addiction. And, and you know, Addiction doesn't discriminate. I'm the guy that had an office in the Wrigley building making a half million a year, but I had a $500 a day heroin habit. Wow. And December 16th of 2010, I overdosed while driving on the west side of Chicago. I hit two cars. I put four people in the hospital. By the grace of God, they're okay. And I was ultimately sentenced to a seven-year prison sentence. You know, I'm the guy that's overdosed eight times, been clinically dead three. Um, But I was uh, sent to Sheridan Prison, and Sheridan Prison had a therapeutic drug treatment program, and that program saved my life. And the interesting thing was my cellmate uh, was a former Chicago gang chief for 25 years from the west side of Chicago. That man is one of my best friends today. That man helped save my life. But I needed to go to prison to to change. Now I'm over seven and a half years clean and sober. I run a nonprofit called the Man and Recovery Foundation where we guide people with no resources, no insurance, no no money into treatment. And if we have funds available, we will then pay them, pay for them once they get out of treatment to get into a structured sober living home so they can, you know, get on their feet and turn their lives around. I'm sick of people not being able to get help. And it's interesting what we're talking about here, because four years ago, three years ago, my son and I went and interviewed three Chicago, two former gang chiefs in Chicago in one active one. And I won't mention who they were with, but one of the gentlemen was 32 years old. He was an active gang chief. And he said, look, Tim, I'm from the west side of Chicago He said, I lived in 21 foster care homes. I was raped and abused in 18 of them. I'm married. I have four kids. I do not have a high school education. For me to support my family, all I know what to do is, is go out. I can sell drugs. I can be done in two hours, make my money, pay my bills. I've been incarcerated a number of times. He said, I would like to get out of this lifestyle but who's going to give me a job? Who is going to give mm, wow. me an opportunity to turn my life around? Yeah. And that's, that's a whole problem. You know, this isn't a, a black disease, a white disease. It's, it, I'm so sick of that. People have no opportunities. So you look at the west side and south side of Chicago. The churches are gone. The YMCAs are gone. A lot of disparate families, these kids don't have a shot in the dark. So they get into the the factions or the mobs or the gangs and and try to find camaraderie. I absolutely understand what they do. 
But if you want to take it bigger, let's start blaming the cartels and everything else. We cannot arrest our way out of this problem. I agree. Um, you know, and, and I've been to 150 funerals in the past five years, the first being my 20-year-old son. I'm sick and tired of burying people, but what we're doing is not working. We need to change the whole conversation and I think you're going to want to talk about these safe injection sites and all that. So I'll let you go from there. But that's who I am, and that's what I do. And, and exactly. I mean, you listen. I mean, if, if you're listening to, to we're, we're talking to Tim Ryan. Um, if you're listening to his story, and then you, what we're going to talk about next, Tim? Why would a city want to do safe injection site for heroin users? Do you agree with that? Is is that something that you think no. is is beneficial? No, I don't. So the Chicago Recovery Alliance, Dan Biggs, which founded that 20 years ago, they started, you know, due to the HIV and hep C spread, doing needle exchanges and and giving out Narcan. I used to go to their trucks in Humboldt Park and get clean needles and get Narcan. But what's happening now is I live in Los Angeles, California, and I'm back and forth between We have almost 50,000 people on the streets. You can shoot up in Los Angeles on the street, have up to five grams of heroin, and they will not arrest you. The same thing in San Francisco. But what's happening, this is a mental health crisis, an addiction crisis. Mm -hmm. That's what we have going on here. And I'm all for harm reduction. I'm for clean needles. I am for Narcan. But what's happening is, why are we just giving clean needles and Narcan? Why are we not shifting this and, and getting people into treatment? You know, a law I tried getting passed four years ago is if somebody overdoses like I did in Chicago, the paramedics came, they saved me. I was dead. They took me to the hospital, and then the police took me to the police station. But the other times I've overdosed, I went to the hospital. When I had clarity, I walked right out. Right. Why are we not forcing people into treatment on the spot? Because wow. if Narcan was not administered, these people would be dead. That's true. And this, the, these harm reduction advocates, it's great, but where are the people getting people into treatment? We've got to get people in. There's laws in Florida called the Baker Act and the Marshall Act. Hey, hey, Tim, Tim, bef- Tim, Tim, before you, before you get into that, uh, I know you're going to be joining us for the for the next segment. So we, let's let's talk about that. We hold pause there, and we'll bring that back up um, in the next segment. Uh, if you just joining us, because we could be on here for three hours. <laughs> if you're just joining us, we, we're talking with Tim Ryan, uh, Amanda Recovery Foundation. Um, I, it's I mean I'm sitting here, chills going up my spine just listening to him talk um, please go over to facebook like the page share the page comment on the page uh if you have any questions for tim send us call in for tim um you listen to black and white on am560 the answer we'll be right back we now return to black and right on am560 the answer here's john anthony welcome back black and right i'm john anthony your host Sitting in guest co-host is Kay Windy. Yes, he jamming. Yeah, he? that's those effects. We want effects. <laughs> uh, but before we went to break, we were talking with um, yeah. Tim Ryan, mm-hmm. a man in recovery. Uh, Tim, you were, you were speaking about something that was going on in Florida. Uh, go ahead and continue what you were trying to so, the point you were trying so to So they have, they have a law in Florida called the Baker Act where, John, you're my friend. I know you're struggling. I can call the police. They'll come, they'll put you on a five- to seven-day psychiatric hold. 
then we can go in front of a judge and have you charged under the Marchman Act due to you being a harm and danger to yourself. And if the judge signs off, they're going to come to you in the psychiatric ward and say, John, you've been charged under the Marchman Act. You have two choices. You can go to jail for six months or you can go to uh, treatment for four months. What do you want to do? Most people go to treatment. Oh, by the way, if you leave treatment, you're going to jail. We need to start changing things because if we just keep letting people overdose safe, overdose safe, and are not working with them, you know, if you have a safe injection site, you need nurses, you need doctors on site, but you need people in long-term recovery, peer recovery support specialists that can really try to work with these people to stop that cycle and get them into treatment. But then our problem is most of the people I deal with have no resources. It could be a 16 to 24 week wait to get a bed. Thank God for programs like Haymarket, for Lutheran Social Services, the SHARE program, Rosecrans, Mm -hmm. and a number of other places that are our go-to places for people on state insurance or no insurance. But treatment also needs to be, instead of three to four weeks, in my personal view, it should be three to six months with at least six to 12 months of continued aftercare structured sober living because people need all i knew how to do was get high every day that's all i cared about i was just trying to feel normal i can guarantee you nobody grows up and says hey you know what i want to be a heroin addict that's true but we need to start bringing more positive solutions here um, and, and start treating this as a mental health crisis and an addiction pandemic. And Tim, you know, you know, you, you know, you know, you know the the devil's advocate. How are we going to pay for all that? You know, because yeah, that's what that happened with question. the heroin legislation. Yeah. Uh, how are we going to pay for that? When we when we took it from seven, we want Lou Lang wanted to take it from seven to twenty one days in inpatient, and they were like, uh, no, I don't think so because we can't pay for that. You know. You know, and the money's there, but the money gets mismanaged. And Lou Lang and Senator Durbin were, were big supporters in doing some great things. But even expanding beds from 16 to 32, I could have that full in 24 hours. Here's yeah. the problem. Yeah. A year and a half ago, I'm doing a speaking event in central Illinois with the former lieutenant, lieutenant governor. And she says, well, Illinois got $58 million, and we're cutting edge on the opiate epidemic. We have a statewide coalition. We're getting Narcan everywhere, and we're going to open methadone clinics in the rural communities. And when I got up, I said, ma'am, I'm, I'm going to say some things that are going to offend you, but you are completely naive to what's going on here. I said, you have a statewide coalition. I said, how many people like me in long-term recovery are on that coalition? Yeah. I said, not one. You have a bunch yeah. of politicians that don't understand that. Strike one. I said, Narcan is available everywhere due to the nonprofit in Arlington Heights, Live for Lolly and Chelsea La Liberté. You can walk into any drugstore, get it across the counter, the Chicago Recovery Alliance. We give it out. You can get it anywhere. Hey, Tim, I, 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 two. Hey, Tim I definitely remember this yep. conversation because you beat me on the head with it. Did you remember? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, the third thing is we're going to open methadone clinics. And I said, all right, so somebody gets to 100 milligrams of methadone. What are you going to do when they want to get off it? Well, we'll put them in detox. I said, strike number three, because there's only a couple places in Illinois that yes. will detox yep. you yep. off methadone, mm-hmm. and you have to be at 30 milligrams or less. So true. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, That's I, not a solution. Hi, Tim. This is Kay. Hi. I'm listening. I'm hi, listening Kay. to you. I agree with everything that you're saying. And that was going to be my question, my concern, that the resources do not meet the demand. You know, and even if you look at Cook County Jail, Cook County Jail, a lot of, of the detainees that are held there are addicts. They're there because uh, they violated um you know, they violated, uh, they should have went to treatment, it fell through, right. and now they're in the jail, and the jail is not, it's not working, it's not therapeutic. So, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hit you right between the eyes. Two days ago, I was with Sheriff Ron Hain, and Ron Hain I is saw the Kane County Sheriff. You need to get to know this man, because I said to Ron, you can't arrest your way out of this problem. He said, Tim, that's exactly what I'm doing. Because Ron, in his county jail, has Medicaid-assisted treatment. He has therapists coming in there. He's partnered with White House Recovery. They're working with the people there. He has another pod for mental health people where they're bringing in counselors. They're providing job training skills. Tim, Tim, uh, you've got 20 seconds to tell the people where to to find you. You've got a website, and how can people get involved? You can find us at www.amirf.org. Shoot us a message. We're glad to help out, do anything we can, and and we need more people getting involved in what's happening out here. There you have it. Tim Ryan, a man in recovery. I'm going to reach out to you, Tim. I'm I'm so glad to have you. Have a blessed day. So glad to have your friendship, Tim. Thanks so much for joining Black and Right. Hey, we're almost done. Yeah, I see that. Yes. We'll be right back. AM560 The Answer. Listening to Black and Right. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. My guest co-host, Kay Winding. I am Kay. You know, um, can I say something real quick? Go right ahead. Go right ahead. To uh, Mr. Phillip, who called in asking how many Uh black Republicans were in the Senate and and blah, 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 blah. You know, I believe that there are actually a lot of black Republicans, but there's this thing called fear. It is. Where they're not comfortable with coming out and saying that I am a black Republican mm-hmm. because they want to be, they don't want to be ridiculed and they don't want to have their black cards revoked. Mine's been revoked for 20 years now. Right. But you're okay with that. Some people are not. I wasn't. Though. Right, You wasn't. Initially. Exactly. Exactly. So I believe there's a lot of black Republicans who are afraid to come out because they don't want to be ousted out of their community mm-hmm. because they believe in another party. Politics is about believing in candidates or parties whom you feel are beneficial to you and right. the needs of you and your family. Right. It's not just Democrats. Right. Could, could it be? Could it be that most you don't see a long list of Republicans because of what you're saying? That's I that's believe the that's what it is. Yeah. I believe if we were more accepting of people's choices, yeah. of a party. We will see more people come out. You will see black, Hispanics, Nigerians. I really believe there is a rainbow of Republicans. I think that's what you're seeing with the black voices for Trump um, that we that you're starting to see. Um, my good friend Deontay Johnson and all the, a lot of good people that are Katrina Pearson and a lot of good people that are involved in that. Keep your eyes on. Check out Black Voices for Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I I almost it's almost kind of hard to, to 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 switch from Tim Ryan and. <laughs> You know, his story and what he was talking about. But I think this next guest will help us 
because it deals with veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a chance to know this guy because um, I, he's from Kendall County where I reside. Mm-hmm. We also had a, a, a great time. I was on the, um, the committee um, for the USS Illinois um, uh, and Herschel Luckenbill. Mm-hmm. Um, Hirsch, welcome to Black and Right on AM560 The Answer. How are you doing, oh, buddy? Thank you so much, John. Thank you for having me on today. I've got an exciting uh, event that uh, we're going to have out here in Oswego in May, and uh, I just wanted to get it out to the public, especially in Chicago area where we don't have much press coverage. Uh-huh. And, you know, we don't have a lot of money to buy press coverage. Well, Hirsch, why don't you talk to, and, talk to my listeners and tell them what, what you guys got coming over in Oswego, which is a beautiful, okay. beautiful city, by the way. Okay, John. Yes, uh, we are from Oswego, and uh, what what we've uh, come up with last year, we found this uh, this wall that uh, it's a wall of honor. Uh, it used to be called uh, Faces of the Fallen, and uh, it was driv- uh, drawn by a young high school girl in Albany, Oregon. And this young lady who did her term paper on the faces of the falling in the desert storm afghanistan the the mid-east conflict uh, conflicts and uh, she when she put this out in the public it was accepted so well that they decided to make a professional wall out of it wow and uh, so you have a vietnam traveling wall well now we have a mid-east conflict traveling wall the wall of honor wow so I found out about it last year, and I went to work, and uh, it's never been out of the state of Oregon, but it will be coming to Oswego, Illinois, on May 22nd through May 31st of 2020. The wall is uh, its about 50 feet long. It's about, uh, I don't even know how wide it is, but anyway, it's several different uh, configurations that we're putting inside the Oswego Village Hall atrium. Okay. And uh, this wall is not only going to be here as a wall, but we're going to be doing a entire week. Oswego honors veterans. Oswego honors veterans. Can you can you say uh, give the dates of that of the whole week again? When is that when is that going to um, take place? Yeah, that'll take place May twenty second through May thirty first. Uh, the wall will be coming in. It will be escorted from the Iowa state line by Motorcycle Club and be escorted all the way to the Village Hall. Uh, we're going to have uh, seven days, or actually 11 days of the wall being here. We're going to have our uh, regular uh, day of, for Memorial Day. We'll, we'll have a parade. We'll be having a lighting of the eternal flame in our new Serenity, Veterans Serenity Park. Uh, we're going to be doing having a battle of the bands from the high school bands. Wow. We're going to have the American Legion patriotic concert. We're going to have uh, Air Force Band coming in from Southern Illinois. We're going to have a car show. We're going to have a street dance. And we're just going to honor veterans. Oswego's going to honor veterans. And we do have a Facebook page that is Oswego Honors Veterans. So, uh, is, is, that you, only, is that the so, only social media, just Facebook and, and the website? At the present time, we're, we're trying to work on more, but we haven't got that up yet. We just uh, started working on it. We've had two meetings. I think I want to come and help. Um, uh, I want I want to come help and uh, offer my services to help do that because uh, the men and women that serve this country and have served this country uh, is the reason why I'm sitting here behind this microphone. And exactly. I think um, um, I'm volunteering Deborah Anthony and John Anthony to come out and help <laughs> you guys with that because Herschel, you guys, you guys are awesome, and you guys. Always take ever since I've met you. I think it was what now twelve years ago, thirteen years ago now. 
about uh, that. All the way back, yeah. back to Yarn Foundation. You guys have always taken care of the men and women who serve our nation. And again, give, give the website out one more time for, for our listeners. Okay, it's a Facebook page, and okay. it's Oswego Honors Veterans. Oswego Honors Veterans. Honors Veterans. Uh, it uh, tells a little bit of the story. Uh, the Beacon News just did a full, full front page uh, uh, presentation on the wall. Okay. Uh, we not only do that, but uh, all all about the week, we're, we're putting everything together, right. getting it all down where it's going to be wonderful. So, hey, Herschel, anyway, make... John, I appreciate being on the radio today, and no this problem. is just the beginning. We're going to do a lot more. Let's do it. Thanks so and, much for uh, joining us, I'll... Herschel. Uh, you listening to Black and Right on AM five sixty The Answer. Uh, I'll make sure I put that post up on um, Black and Right and all of my social media yeah, too. If you can do that thing, too, right? that'd be great to get the word out. You listen to the Black and Right on AM five sixty The Answer. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM five sixty The Answer. Like that music, though. That's lose yourself, baby. You better lose yourself. Hey, welcome back. Black and right. I'm your host, John Anthony. Sitting in with me today is Kay Winding. Hello. I'm still here. That was the fastest two hours of your life. <laughs> yes, probably, it right? was. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it went fast. Um, yes. What did you think of the show? You think of, of how we put the how we because we put this show yeah, together. Yeah, it was awesome. I had a great time. This yeah. was my first radio experience. Ooh. Yes, I loved it. I told you. I told I you. I told it. you. You yeah. were going to catch a bug, and you were going to be like, "Yeah, I got to get back out here. Yes. I got to get on the radio somehow, <laughs> some way." Yeah. Um. Um. I mean, we talked about a lot today. I mean, we you've talked about uh, your independence. Mm-hmm. Um. You slapping people around on, <laughs> on social media. <laughs> <laughs> without fear and trepidation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked to Kathy Chamberlain, uh, Rules for Deplorables. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about Mike Bloomberg. Yes. Um, Hillary even got in a little bit. Mm. A little bit. A little bit. Allegedly, um, you know, I mean, let me put it this way. I don't know if I would put a Clinton behind me. Because allegedly, be. you know, a lot of people wind up um, missing or, you know, deceased. I, would, I, I wouldn't I, let a Clinton blow my nose. <laughs> <laughs> um... And then Tim Ryan. Yeah. He's awesome. Tim Ryan, that guy. Yeah, he's um, awesome. I, I love people. I love stories of redemption. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, 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 a re- I'm a redemptive mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. Um, we all are. We all are. Mm-hmm. And I love people that are not afraid to talk about their story. Yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> one day, Kay. Um, one day, yeah, one day. But Kay, I, I want to end the, end it, we, 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 let's, let's spend about a minute on this. Okay. Um, Real fast. Where are all our black women? Where are they, all these I saw you post something about black women are missing yes. in Chicago. Yes. What is going on in Chicago? So I have no idea. Um, it was something that awakened me. I noticed in November there were over 20 African-American women. Um, there are other ethnic groups, but um, there were 20 African-American women who went missing within a two-week span within a two to four block radius. Wow. And I questioned that and I said, what's going on? Um, I think that we have to get more involved and we need to start asking questions. Mm -hmm. We need to find out what's going on with our missing women every day. There's a Facebook page called the Missing and Exploited um, 
children, women, uh-huh. but they post every day. And they even do an update to let you know if the person was found or not. Right. Um, there's too many women, girls, coming up missing. It is. And there's no explanation for yeah. it. I've, I've reached out to CPD. I've reached yeah. out to Lynn Brooks. We talked. Um, kind of hit a wall. He didn't call me back. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I need to pick it back call, up. Let, let Call Mays Jackson. Mays Jackson yeah, got a cop. I, Did yeah, you hear that? What yeah. just happened recently? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, we need to get on that. And we need yeah. to figure out, is there something going on? Because real quick, I will say this. In 2016, 15, I want to say 16, they're the top 50 state cities mm-hmm. who was affected by human trafficking in Chicago rate number 44. Wow. Last year, we were in the top five. Wow. So that means something is happening. Human trafficking is real, and we need to look into that. I'm getting ready to do a show that Chris Baker from Inc. 180 is going to join me in mm-hmm. the studio okay. for two hours, mm-hmm. and we're going to do a show on human trafficking. Yes. You know what? But... Uh, Guess what? It's over. It's over. <laughs> hey, that's really going to do it for this week's edition of Black and Right and AM Five Six of the Answer. I want to thank my guest co-host thank Kay you. Wining. Thank, thank you so you much for having me. Blessings to you. Thank you. Uh, you can follow her. Where can they follow you? On Facebook, Kay Winding. Do you remember? Yes, I'm also on Twitter at Kayani Thick K Y A N I T H I C K, as well as Instagram. At Y-A-N-I underscore L-U-V-1. Those right. are my pages. I want to thank Kathy Chamberlain, Rules, Rules for the Plorables, and Tim Ryan. Uh, make sure you follow us on Black and Right on social media at Black and Right Radio. You can follow me at J. Anthony Speaks at Twitter and Facebook. Hey, this is a show where it's okay to be black. Yes. This is a show where it's okay to be conservative. This is okay where it's okay to support Trump. Yes. This is a show where it is okay to be you. To be black and right. <laughs> yes. On AM560 The Answer. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>